Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Wednesday, November 30th, 2016, Week 13 edition on Block Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, and the Murph Dog. The only thing I have to say is, we're going to the playoffs. I know it's fantastic. Uh, oh wow, it was uh, so nice. I had a really big win this weekend, and just a nice comeback from the start of my year because I was not. Uh, I've been on a kind of a hot streak lately, which is funny. My other two teams, I've been completely nose diving in. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one this week, though. So I got to. Uh, I got to definitely be on point for that one. Yeah, the only thing that really has to be determined, Tom, in terms of the playoffs are the seeding. But other than that, we're definitely in, and it starts next week. Now, the playoffs in our league, okay, six teams make it. The first two seeds have a bye, and I actually have an opportunity to have a bye if I win on Sunday. And it's one week per round. Next week, week 14, week 15, and then the championship would be week 16. We do not include week 17. But, Tom, for a second, going back to your other leagues, do you have a shot to make the playoffs or no? Um, I really think um, in one league, I think I have a uh, – oh, actually, I think I had zero chance in both. In one, I know I'm completely out. I think I've lost five weeks in a row in that. But uh, And the other one, I think it's uh, – yeah, it's a wrap. My running back situation in that league was a joke. I swore if you saw my roster the past few weeks, the people who I was starting, you would just be like, I was I was pretty much starting backups uh, in both slots in that league. I think I had Terrence West and TJ Yeldon starting this past week. Well, you know what's funny? Because you also have TJ Yeldon in ESPN, but you're able to bench him. Yeah, I'm a little more um, a little more depth in the ESPN league, so that's definitely helped me out. And uh, yeah, I actually won pretty big this week while having some real superstars that we'll talk about uh, uh, on mm. the bench. Uh, and I had 27 points on the bench and was still able to uh, to win. So yeah, pretty pretty deep team. I got to give uh, got to give my ESPN team a lot of credit. That one's actually come through for me. Yeah, Tommy did a great job. And like we said, we're going to the postseason. We can't wait. And, of course, every single week we're going to update you and let you know how we did. So, Tom, let's kick it off with week number 13, which begins tomorrow night, Thursday night football on December 1st. Can you believe it? It's already the month of December. And the Cowboys, the 10-1 and Cowboys, I should say, traveling to Minnesota to face the 6-5 and five Vikings, Tom, I'll go first. And on Thanksgiving, both of these teams played. The Cowboys, what can you say, Tom? Every time you watch those two rookies, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, you get more and more impressed. And then you had a little bit of a sideshow between Des Bryant and Josh Norman, which added to the fire. And for Minnesota, Sam Braffer threw that late pick to Darius Slay, which set up the field goal by Matt Prater. So they look to bounce back against the Cowboys team, Tom, that's looking to keep on rolling. And one thing to keep in mind on, in the game against Detroit, Stephon Diggs did not play. 
So he is expected back on Thursday, which should be a little bit of a boost to that offense. But, Tom, other than that, I don't see this Vikings offense able to match up with the Cowboys point for point. So give me Dallas to win their 11th straight victory on the road tomorrow night, 27-17 to over the Vikings. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I think it could be uh, it could end up being a pretty good game. Uh, you know, I have to give the uh, the Skins a lot of credit last week. You know, they they hung in there. Uh, and Dallas was obviously the better team on the field, uh, and uh, you know, Minnesota's defense was actually pretty good against the Lions for the most part. Uh, they just the offense gave up some big plays, uh, but I don't see Dallas having too much of a problem. Uh, offensively against uh, Minnesota, uh, they're just they just look fantastic right now. I think they're going to win. It's going to be going to be a good game, but I'm going to say Dallas wins 23-17. Now, Tom, I did mention it is the month of December, so the guy that we all have to focus on, and in terms of fantasy, because this guy had nine catches in that loss to the Lions. You know who I'm talking about. It's his month, Tom. Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely becoming a favorite target of uh, Sam Bradford, and I do like the uh, December connection. And to agree with you, yeah, I can't believe where this year has gone. It's we have one more month left. I can't. Seems like New Year's was yesterday, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Notice Rudolph was all over that field uh, as much as the Minnesota offense was. So uh, yeah, he's going to be someone to look out for. But um, you know. Uh, and also Ezekiel Elliott had absolutely one of his uh, worst rushing performances this past week because he didn't get 100 yards. Granted, I think he had 97, but that's like a uh, that's like a 30-yard game to him. So I think he might be looking to uh, you know increase those numbers and get back to his usual uh, pace there. All right, Tom. Now let's shift to the games on Sunday, starting in Atlanta, where the seven and four Falcons host the eight and three Chiefs. Tom, I'll let you go first with this one. And, uh, yeah, this uh, is a really great matchup. And tell me you saw that game on Sunday night. Was that not just absolutely one of the best games you've ever seen? Oh, yeah, it was great, man, especially the ending with Santos, the field goal. Oh, I know. It was just drama till the very last second. You know, there was uh, – there were 75 minutes of football played in that entire game, and uh, none of it disappointed. Uh, man, the Chiefs, they just always find a way to win. Um, <clears throat> this is such a toss-up game. Uh, you got to love the Chiefs' defense last week, uh, you know, with Justin Houston coming back, getting three sacks in the first half. And, I mean, look at Tyreek Hill. He's the guy who uh, I had on my bench last week, 27 points. Uh, luckily, I didn't need him. But while I was watching that game, I was like, how did I have him on my bench? Uh, and Atlanta, you know, they've got – this is going to be a little uh, speed demon uh, contest. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus mm. Tyra, uh, Taylor Gabriel for Atlanta. Saw some of those plays Taylor Gabriel had. Man, that's going to be uh, – I would just like to see those two go uh, face-to-face somehow, however that would work. Um I don't. This is a tough one to pick. I'm going to go with the home team here, Atlanta. You know, I don't pick uh, against Kansas City very, very often, but uh, you know, um, I just think maybe after that huge win, they may have a little bit of a letdown game. And this, I'm wondering if this defense can stop that pass attack. Uh, Philip Gaines for the Chiefs. You know, he's a pretty decent young. Uh, cornerback, but he just got lit up by Trevor Simeon 
uh, last week. Just have to wonder what Matt Ryan will do. So, uh, you know, give me the uh, give me the Falcons to win this one in a in a real close one. I'm going to say that they win 27-25. Now, Tom, speaking of your boy Tyreek Hill, I bet everyone saw this stat by now, but I'm going to repeat it. He became the first player with a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and a kickoff return touchdown in one game since Gale Sayers back in 1965 for the Chicago Bears. But, Tom, as you mentioned, lucky enough, you didn't really need those points because you won anyway. And, Tom, you have Tyreek Hill, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but you know who one of my waiver claims was this week? You mentioned it, Taylor Gabriel. Oh my gosh! I did not even think to uh, I did not even think to uh, look him up. I thought he would have would have been long gone, but he really did make a a huge name for himself in the NFL world this past week. But uh, yeah, well, hey, I cross my fingers that you get him. Uh, I'm just not going to mess with my lineup too much right now. I think I'm uh, pretty good. Of course, the bye week might hurt me a little this week, but luckily, this week is just for positioning. Right, because there's two teams on the bye, the winless Browns. And, of course, Tom has multiple Titans on his team, so that's where you're going to have to play Tyrod Taylor against the Raiders. But we'll get to that later. But going back to this game, Tom, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I could see a little bit of a letdown for the Chiefs. That was a very emotional win against the Broncos on the road. But I'm going to give KC the edge slightly, 24-23, because you know why, Tom? I'm curious to see how the Falcons are going to be able to recover when their top cornerback is out for the rest of the season, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, you know that could be a uh, you know that could be uh, something they're going to really have to uh, have to worry about. Um, you know, but Atlanta they just rely so heavily on that offense, uh, and you know, hey, Alex Smith, uh, it wasn't his. Game wasn't too pretty last week, but he just seems to find a way, find a way to win. And uh, yeah, it should. This this game was just so tough for me to pick, but uh, I don't know. I just think I like Atlanta's offense, and also just being at home uh, is just. I think it's going to boost them uh, quite a bit. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits on Block Talk Radio. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, and we're going through our Week 13 NFL picks. So, Tom, let's continue with this one. I'll go first. The 5-6 and six Saints hosting the 7-4 and four Detroit Lions, who are now in sole possession of first place. We talked about the victory on Thanksgiving, the big interception by Darius Slay. They got the victory at the end of the game. And for the Saints, Tom, their offense comes alive at home. Over 550 total yards, Drew Brees threw four touchdowns, including two to the rookie receiver out of the Ohio State, Michael Thomas, who now has seven on the season. Hey, Tom, you know what? If it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, you can make a case that Michael Thomas would win rookie of the year. He's been that good. Even Willie Sneed threw a touchdown pass to Tim Hightower in this game. But you know what, Tom? I'm going to give some love. I'm going to give them credit, the Lions, with that victory on Thanksgiving. They'll find a way to beat the Saints on on the road with that high-powered offense, 27-21. Yeah, yeah, this could be a, this could be a fun one, and it would be interesting to see how they match up. Yeah, you talked about that offensive explosion by the Saints. Uh, 
this past week. That was uh, and especially against a Rams defense that's pretty solid. I mean, the Rams have been uh, they have not been a uh, uh, very uh, you know, functional team this entire year, but I figured they would at least find a way to stop, uh, you know, Breeze's offense a little bit and not let them push that 50-point barrier. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I like the Lions in this one. Uh, they just seem to be pretty well-rounded. They'll they'll uh, slow down that uh, New Orleans offense, and I'm going to say uh, Detroit Detroit win, takes this one. I'm going to say 28-20. to 20. Now, Tom, out of all the stats that the Saints had on offense last Sunday when they scored 49 points against the Rams. The most surprising one is that Brandon Cooks, Tom, okay? Brandon Cooks had the same amount of targets as me and you both. Yeah, I know. I noticed that because I was actually playing against Brandon Cooks uh, this week, and I noticed he had zero points, and at first I had to look and see, so was he injured, and my opponent didn't even uh, pick up on it, but no, he was just uh, a non-factor. They were just going everywhere. I mean, Michael Thomas was definitely the uh, definitely the big target uh, uh, that day, and, uh, you know, I'm going to need Kobe Fleener to become a bigger target than he has been all year, because I have to start him this week in place of uh, Delaney Walker, so I'm not expecting him to put Delaney Walker numbers up, but you know, if he could just somehow score a touchdown and get like a few yards, that's all I that's all I ask of him. All right, Tom, keep it going with this one. The only question I have to ask with you, how quickly is this game gonna get out of hand between the Rams traveling to New England to face the nine two Patriots? Yeah, you know, it's uh it's funny, you know, when I'm was going through the games this week, and I was just like, ah, you know, you circle this one as like a guaranteed win. But, uh, you know, sometimes New England, uh, the past few weeks, they haven't really blown out teams as much as, uh, you're, you know, you're kind of used to. I mean, only beating uh, Niners by 13 points, uh, a tough one with the Jets last week. And, you know, I'm not expecting them to put up 49 points like the uh, Saints did against the uh, Rams defense this uh, this past week. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely do not like the matchup between Tom Brady and Jared Goff. I think that's an unfair quarterback Harrison, to uh, say the very, very least. So, uh, yeah, New England at home, they're going to take this one. Uh, I'm going to say that they win 31-20. Uh, to 20. Yeah, you know, it was a nice first half showing for the rookie quarterback, Jared Goff, who threw, who threw three first-half touchdowns in that game against the Saints, but nothing after that. And for the Patriots, listen, it was a hard victory against the Jets, but of course they'll take it. Tom Brady once again, another game-winning drive, make that number 50 for his career. And how about the rookie receiver out of Georgia, Malcolm Mitchell with two touchdowns in this game against Darrell Rivas. That's all you have to say there. And actually, he has three touchdowns in his last two games. So Tom Brady is looking his way. I'm not sure if that has to do with Gronkowski, who left the game with a back injury. But he's been producing the last couple of weeks. But yet, Tom, I agree with you. The Patriots will roll 31-16 to over the Jared Goff-led Rams. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, well, our scores are uh, relatively similar. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's just it's just one of those. I mean, I think New England's going to, where my score is kind of close, I think uh, 
despite that, I do think uh, the Rams are kind of maybe going to get a few points at the end to make it a little closer than that. But, yeah, it should just be no uh, problem. Uh, New England should not – I don't see foresee too many problems for New England throughout the rest of the season. So it's going to be quite a battle between them and Oakland for that uh, number one spot in the uh, – uh, in the AFC. Now this Sunday, the Bronco Broncos are in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And right now, Tom Denver would be on the outside looking in of the playoff picture. I believe right now they would be the seventh seed. So they're not in the playoffs right now. If the season ended today, a tough loss, the defense gave up not only the touchdown to the Chiefs in the fourth quarter, but the two-point conversion. Tom, you saw the Jacksonville Jaguars very close on Sunday. They only lost by seven, but Blake Bortles, he's the guy who led the team in rushing. That just tells you how much that running attack has been a big-time disappointment this year with Chris Ivory and T.J. Yeldon, and I don't like this matchup at all for Jacksonville, Tom, especially facing a Broncos team that came off a tough loss. No, not going to happen. Give me the Broncos to win 21-10. to 10. Yeah, no, I have to say uh, Jacksonville is probably the perfect punching bag for Denver after that uh, excruciating loss that uh, – like I see, I don't think either team deserved to lose that game on a Sunday night. So uh, I'm sure Denver's pretty uh, still reeling from that. You know, you don't usually you don't play that well uh, and end up losing something like that in a divisional game. Uh, and yeah, I know you mentioned. Uh, of course, I had the displeasure of watching Blake Bortles run for 80 yards uh, against my Bills the other day. Um, they probably would have. Uh, Jacksonville probably would have done a little bit better, but Chris Ivory went out in uh, the early part of the game with an injury, and he was uh, breaking off some pretty big runs. Uh, and I got to say, uh, the, the defensive line for Jacksonville, granted they were playing a beat-up uh, Bills offensive line, they were able to produce five sacks, uh, including Malik Jackson and the rookie Yannick Nakow, uh, providing a good pass rush. But, yeah, I just don't like their odds against Denver in this one. Uh, give me Denver to win this one. I'm going to say uh, it's going to be a low-scoring one. I'm going to say uh, 20, 23 to 18. All right, Tom, you're on the clock with this one. The Packers hosting the Texans, who are still in first place at this time. Yeah, no, it just says a lot about that AFC South. Uh, I think I mentioned twice this uh twice this weekend to uh, family members while we were watching football, like how badly I wish the Bills could just play in the AFC South for one year or maybe 10 years because we probably have six divisional uh, championships if we played in that division. Uh, Houston looking uh, very, you know, Brock Eisweiler looking like he has all season against San Diego last week. And, uh, yeah, it's just hard to think – you know, that they're still in first place, uh, you know, and Green Bay shocking everybody with a win after it's been uh, so long uh, since uh, they've had one in quite a few weeks, uh, putting up a good show against uh, against the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, you know, I really, really do not like Houston. I think they good chance they're going to make the playoffs undeservedly just because of default in that division. Uh, unless Tennessee makes a little run and who knows, actually on the bye week, Tennessee could pull a little closer uh, with the green Bay win that I am predicting. I'm going to say green Bay wins this one uh, 27 to 14. 
Tom, you mentioned it. The $72 million man has thrown 13 interceptions and 12 touchdowns. Okay? He has been a major, major disappointment for the Texans all season. But as we said, right now, they're still in first place. But in terms of this Sunday, you have to think, Tom, that that victory by the Packers on Monday night has to get them going right, especially when we saw the vintage Aaron Rodgers. So two touchdown passes in this game. I think it will continue on Sunday. The Packers will win by two touchdowns, 28-14. to So, Tom, let's keep it going with this one. The Bengals, 3-7-1, hosting the 5-6 and Eagles. And for Philadelphia, that was a tough game to lose to the Packers at home. Wentz had a rushing touchdown in this game. That was pretty much it. And for the Bengals, okay, again, we know about the injuries. No A.J. Green, no Gio Bernard. We talked about last week, the wide receiving core now. Nine catches, nine targets each, I should say, for Brendan LaFell and Tyler Boyd. And with the Eagles, they fooled me once last week, Tom. I picked them to beat the Packers, but I'm going back with them once again. Don't fool me twice, Billy. Don't fool me twice. Give me the Eagles to beat the Bengals 21-18. to Yeah, you know, this is funny. This is a game where I want to predict another tie. You know, we've almost had, uh, mm. almost had four this year. We have had two. Uh, you know, and Cincinnati actually has one of them. I was, uh, I was going to uh, come out and uh, make a shocking, uh, shocking pick of a tie this week for this game, but that's just too, that's just too impossible to predict. And it's also an easy cop out for me to not pick a winner between this game. So I figured I am going to pick one. Uh, man, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Philadelphia to win this one. It's funny, Cincinnati. They're not. It's looking very, very likely they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, for um, you know, for the first time in about five years, so it'll be interesting to see them not, uh, you know, waste one week in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, Philadelphia, they're definitely, uh, definitely uh, keeping that cellar warm in the uh, NFC East with a fairly decent record for a last place team. But uh, yeah, I like their chances against Cincinnati. Something's just not going right in Cincinnati. So give me uh, Philadelphia to win this one, twenty-four to twenty. All right, Tom, keep it going, man, with this one. If the playoffs ended today, this would be an AFC wildcard matchup between the six-seeded Miami Dolphins, I can't believe I'm saying that, against the number three-seed Baltimore Ravens. Oh, man, yeah. That's uh, uh, just to even think of when I saw, when I saw on uh, Monday the uh, – the standings and Miami was in that sixth slot. It just uh, just ripped me apart considering that, uh, you know, if the Bills had just gotten four more points just a few weeks ago, they might be sitting in that, uh, in that sixth slot. So, um, yeah, uh, this is a pretty decent, pretty decent matchup. Uh, I mean, man, Miami, they uh, almost found a way to lose to uh, Niners this past week. Uh, so I'm not sold on them the rest of the year. They have some tough games coming up. So, uh, you know, and I think it could start here. I think um, Baltimore is going to find a way to shut down that offense. And uh, I'm going to say that they win 20-17. to 17. Yeah, Tom, I do agree with you. I believe the Dolphins' winning streak will come to an end on Sunday. But listen, say what you want. I know we have criticized this guy left and right on the program. 
But let's give some credit to Ryan Tannehill because in his last six games, Tom, only one interception. So he has really impressed over the last few weeks. Now, do I still trust him 100%? No, but he's been playing well, and that defense came up with that big stop of Colin Kaepernick at the two-yard line to hold on to that victory. And for the Falcons, or Falcons, for the Ravens, I should say, it wasn't an easy victory over the Bengals, but when you have someone like Justin Tucker banging out 50-yard field goals every week, you're probably going to win. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. This guy never, never misses, and I still think he hasn't missed this year yet. But yet, Tom, give me the Ravens to win 20-16. to 16. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure uh, my friend uh, Trish Penn is going to be loving that call out to uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, and he is just uh, he is just phenomenal. Although those 50 yard field goals, he he had um, 18 points as a kicker this past week in fantasy, just unbelievable. And uh, yeah, with the Miami defense you were mentioning, gotta give a shout out as uh, to my old boy Kiko Alonso from the Bills. Uh, he's really kind of turned things around after. Uh, that amazing rookie season and just kind of, uh, you know, uh, gone under the radar the past two seasons. Definitely making a name for himself in Miami, so I have to give a shout-out to him. Now, Tom, someone has to win this game between the 1-10 49ers and the 2-9 Bears. I'll go first. And for San Francisco, listen, Callan Kaepernick, say what you want about him outside of football. But on the field, especially in fantasy, this guy is putting up numbers because he can not only throw the football, which he did against the Dolphins, but he also ran for over 100 yards on the ground. And I think he's a great option this week. If you're really desperate for a quarterback and Kaepernick's available, you plug him in. He could put up close to 20 points for you, especially with that running ability that he can do it every single week. And for the Bears, oh, they should have won that game against the Titans. They were all so close, but the receiver just dropped another pass on this show. I could not believe the receivers dropping passes from Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley actually played pretty well, but his receivers did not help him out. Tom, I think the San Francisco 49ers winning streak is going to get back to one. Their losing streak will end. Give me San Francisco to win 24-19 over the Bears. Oh man, yeah, this was uh no these uh these seller team games, these are very hard to pick. Uh you know, you have to think uh they're due for a win and also it's just uh you know, or or are they gonna play like they have the entire year? Uh, you know, give me the home team in this one. I'm gonna go with Chicago. They lost the heartbreaker this past week. Uh yeah, San Francisco looked a little better last week, you know, against the Dolphins. But uh, you know, I, I do say uh I mentioned this past weekend to my cousins. I think if the Browns played the Niners, I think the Browns would probably win by 10. So I'm going to have to go with the Bears uh, in this one to win a uh, win a squeaker. Give me a 23 to 20 in overtime. All right, Tom, now it's time to talk about the 4 o'clock games on Sunday. And, of course, I have to let you go first with this one. Your Buffalo Bills traveling to Oakland to face the 9-2 Raiders. And, Tom... Another touchdown for Justin Hunter. Yeah, I know he uh, his touch his touchdown to uh, 
his touchdown percentage, if you go by receptions, is more than 50%. He has seven catches this year, and four of them have gone for touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's not much of a he's not much of a uh, target on uh, you know regular play like on regular downs like third downs, but he's definitely a red zone target for uh, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, just a uh, huge target at six four. Uh, kind of good. You know, it's kind of good to have him on the lineup. Obviously, he's not doing enough, uh, you know, to be a critical part of the offense. Uh, man, oh, I, I am so, so, so nervous for this game. Oakland just looks really great. Uh, got to see Khalil Mack, you know, just uh, do his thing this past week. Just had an, an amazing game. Uh, I think he had a – was the first uh, time uh, – I can't even mention all the stats he had – uh, he had sacks. He had an interception for a touchdown, forced fumble, fumble recovery. He just did it all. Uh, and what can you say about that Oakland offense? David Carr just has them clicking on all cylinders. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for the Bills, and the Bills uh, pretty much really need to win this one. Uh, the, they can afford to maybe lose one game to have a shot at the playoffs, uh, to have a legitimate shot. They need to win out. Um, do you think I'm going to go against my Bills this week? I'm probably the only, only person, uh, you know, who has who has a voice on some sort of a radio um, outlet to actually pick the Bills in this one. But I got to go with it. We have to play better than we have the past two weeks that we have won, uh, you know. Uh, and speaking of, the Bills have had so, so, so many injuries this uh, year. Uh, but right now, it almost seems like no injury has uh, been more uh, more evident this year than Eric Wood. Uh, that offensive line, the Bills, it's just not uh, just not as solid as it has been the rest of the year. Giving up five sacks to Jacksonville, definitely Ryan Gorley is no Eric Wood. Uh, the Bills are pretty much going to need to play flawless football. Hopefully, Oakland can uh, you know come close to their uh, 22 penalty performance a few weeks ago. Um, they're going to have to get to Derek Carr. They're going to have to play much, much better defensively and take advantage of every opportunity offensively. But you know what? Give me the Bills. I'm going to say they win 31-28, and they're going to keep me uh, keep my hopes alive for the rest of the season. Well, you know, Tom, actually, Oakland almost blew that game to the Panthers. They had a comfortable 24-7 lead at the half, and then were trailing at one point 34-24, they ended up winning the game 35-32, but the Raiders almost blew that game to the Panthers. And I'll tell you something, Tom, I would agree with you if Derek Carr was not playing, but from all indications, he will be out there on Sunday despite dislocating his pinky finger on his throwing hand. So he should be out there on Sunday. Tom, I'm sorry, but I do have to disagree with you. Give me Oakland to win 30-21. to I will tell you something, it had to be pretty impressive watching Sammy Watkins come back and have 80 yards receiving and LaShawn McCoy have 100 yards on the ground. Oh, no, it definitely was, uh, you know, that that pass to uh, Watkins for 62 yards. That's what we've been missing that all season. That was just uh, so much fun, so much fun to see. And, yeah, big ups to uh, my dude, uh, LaShawn McCoy. you know, he had 103 yards, but it's funny, uh, about uh, three-quarters of that came on that one beautiful touchdown run. Uh, other than that, uh, the 
Jacksonville did a pretty good job of stopping him. It was just that one play where he found the seam and he just was not going to let it go. He makes me so nervous. I don't know if you if you watched him on that long run. The way he he holds that ball like a loaf of bread if he has some distance, and mm-hmm. that just always makes my uh, makes my heart stop a little bit because it is just so nervous to see any running back run like that. But uh, you know, Oakland doesn't have a very uh, great run defense. Uh, other than Khalil Mack just can't do it all on that team. He, yeah, Actually, maybe he can, but, uh, yeah, the Bills are going to have to find some answer for Khalil Mack uh, because he is pretty much that defense. And uh, oh, it's going to be a tough one, but if the Bills want to consider themselves a legit uh, playoff contender, I think they're going to need to uh, win this one. It's going to be a real uphill battle. Uh, the next four games, and we're going to have to need a lot of help. Uh, but as it stands right now, can you believe it? The Bills are only one game out of that uh, last playoff spot, and they, aside from this game, they have the schedule to do it. So if they can just, uh, uh, this is, it would be the biggest win ever, and you're absolutely right to pick Oakland because you're sane of mind. But, man, I just, I can't, I can't go against my boys this week. This is such a huge game. This is like our Super Bowl right now. All right, Tom, now this matchup, you would figure it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but of course it'll be the opposite when the Giants, who have won six consecutive games, travel to Heinz Field to face the 6-5 and five Steelers. And for the Giants, man, is that defense coming alive. They sacked Josh McCown seven times. What a performance by JPP. Three sacks, including that fumble return for a touchdown. And for Pittsburgh, they took care of business against the Colts without Andrew Luck. 28-7, to three touchdown passes from Big Ben to Antonio Brown. Tom, in this one, very tough game to choose. But you know what? I'm actually going to give the edge to Pittsburgh in this game. Big test for this Giants defense against all the playmakers on Pittsburgh. So give me the Steelers to win 33-31. to over the Giants, and not to say this is really a bold prediction, but I'm going to say that Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. will both have over 125 yards receiving. Whoa, 125 yards. You just add that, added that extra kick. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely a uh, definitely a high week. Man, some games uh, this week at the uh, 4 o'clock mark. Um but I'm going to go against you, man. I'm going to have to go with the Giants, man. They're just, uh, like you mentioned, that defense, it's been playing really well. Uh, you know, they've a, if you match up these two defenses, it isn't even close. You've got to go with uh, the Giants' uh, defense over Pittsburgh's defense. You know, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they did a good job, but against an Andrew Luckless uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, I do like the high-scoring prediction, but I'm going to say the Giants get the uh, edge here with that with that defense. You know, look for Landon Collins to create a little uh, a little problems when uh, Big Ben is uh, trying to find receivers. So give me uh, give me the Giants to win this one, 30 to 24. All right, Tom, keep it going with this one. The Redskins six four and one against the Cardinals four six and one. Oh yes, the battle of the t- the tied teams and uh yeah, Arizona, what a what a fall from grace this season. They were my uh you know, they had they were my prediction to be the number 1 seed in the uh NFC West. Um 
doesn't even look like they're making the playoffs this year. What a that has to be a dis, huge disappointment for Arizona with the expectations they had. And you know the skins, man. Uh, got to give them. Uh, got to give them credit for uh, last week. You know, uh, I think. I think uh, Kirk Cousins had like 440 yards passing. It's just unbelievable in that uh, losing effort to the Cowboys. Uh, definitely like the definitely like Washington in this one to put up some uh, big points. And uh, I'm going to say that they take this one uh, 28 to 17. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has been great. I've been playing him over the last few weeks in fantasy, and man, the guys put up like 30 points a game. He's been sensational, and the Redskins have to pay that man once again in the offseason. There were even some reports that they might give him the franchise tag once again if a long-term deal is not reached. But, Tom, I do agree with you. The Cardinals, I picked them to make the Super Bowl. They've been a big-time disappointment. So, yeah, give me Washington to win 28-17. to The only thing I have to keep in mind is that Jordan Reed, he has a separated shoulder, so he's questionable. So i got to keep an eye on that if he does not play. Now, Tom, this one, good matchup here between the Buccaneers, who are now only one game behind the Falcons in the NFC South. They'll take on the 5-6 and six Chargers. And, Tom, that Buccaneers defense came alive against the Seahawks. They had, the inter- they had two interceptions. Noah Spence, the rookie, great performance. They sacked Russell Wilson six times. And for the Chargers, Rivers, Two, three touchdown passes in this game. One of them to Tyrell Williams, who I actually had on my bench this past week. But, hey, I still won. He did pretty good. And you have to see this week because, like Jordan Reed, he's also banged up with some shoulder soreness. So you got to see what his status is. But, Tom, you know what? In this game, gave me the Buccaneers to win 21-16. And based on my prediction, with the Falcons' loss and Bucks' win, both teams will be tied going into Monday for first place in the NFC South. Wow! Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something. You know, uh, Tampa Bay—they were a uh, you know they were a uh, they were a pick for me to uh, be that sixth seed in the NFC, and uh, the way they've been playing uh, the past few weeks, beating some really good teams, Kansas City and Seattle. Uh, you know they just they just might be able to do it uh and uh no i definitely like tampa bay in this game uh san diego nice job against houston but oh you can't say enough about uh that 14 to 5 performance uh don i really think tampa bay in like two three years could be a legitimate super bowl contender uh you know they it seems like they have the pieces pieces there maybe if they could get a little more of a reliable running back than uh uh, Doug Martin, uh, they could be a real force, but uh, yeah, I got to give me give me a Tampa Bay in this one. I liked your score. I'm just going to make it a little more. I'm going to say 24 to 16. All right, Tom. Sunday night football. Panthers at Seattle. You're on the clock, man. You're up. Go first. Oh man, Carolina! I really thought they were going to come through with my uh, upset prediction last week. Uh, you know, nobody uh, nobody believed me when I thought Carolina had a chance against Oakland, and, and they just brought it down to the very end. Uh, however, this week, uh, you know, it looks like Carolina after this week they'll be out of the playoff picture. Seattle they'll bounce back from that loss. That was a little uh, um, un, unprecedented by Seattle to to get five points against Tampa Bay. So I look for them to come back big this uh, week, and I'm going to say that they win 28-14. to 14. 
Yeah, like the Broncos, who are coming off a loss, and they're facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. In this matchup, the Seahawks coming off a loss, I can't see them losing two in a row, especially at home against a banged-up Panthers team. Yet, Tom, I agree with you. Give me Seattle to win 21-13, and I believe Doug Baldwin finds the end zone once again. Now, Tom, the last game for week number 13 on Monday Night Football, the Colts traveling to MetLife Stadium to face the Jets. I'll go first with this one for Indianapolis. Big story with Andrew Luck. If he gets clear today, he'll be on track to play on Monday night so you could put Scott Tolzien back on the bench. And for the Jets, listen, they played the Patriots tough, but you knew that defense at the end was not going to stop Tom Brady from not scoring a touchdown, which was the case. Thank goodness for Quincy Anunwa, who has been the biggest surprise and the best story for the Jets so far this season. And thank you for Muhammad Wilkerson once again for being a complete no-show. I have no idea what is going on with him. Last year he had 12 sacks. This year, 2.5. 2.5 sacks after all those millions of dollars that Mike McCagnan gave him. I don't know what's up with him. And for Todd Bowles, listen, I think the only reason that he's starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, you have to think, is because He's scared about losing his job. The Jets are not in a playoff picture. Do they realize that? You're 3-8. and eight. I don't believe Bryce Petty is the quarterback of the future. I don't, but let's see him play a couple games. What are you going to wait until last week of the season when you play the Bills? Come on. He should be out there on Monday night. That's a big-time mistake. So you know what? Give me the Colts to win 23-16. And because of that, and because the way things shake out, the Titans are on the bye and the Texans will lose to the Packers, which means on Monday we're going to have a three-way tie in the AFC South, or Tuesday, I should say, in the AFC South. Wow, that would be incredible. I had almost written off the uh, Colts in the AFC South, but how can you? That division, it's so uh, it's so airtight, and, uh, yeah, with Tennessee on the bye, that's uh, really going to uh, shake some things up. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, no, uh, knowing that luck is going to play, I – I like the Jets' chances against Tolzien, but I have to think Andrew Luck's going to get it done, especially uh, with the uh, playoff push and, uh, yeah, and against uh, Mr. Uh, Fitzpatrick, who uh, I wanted to, I wanted him to lead that uh, comeback at win at the end. I just knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking for, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for the uh, Jets to uh, go 3-9. and nine this week. Uh, they'll be looking at the draft very soon. Who knows? Todd Bowles may not be around to uh, to see it through, uh, or who knows? It's uh, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't understand what this uh, calling is. They must know that they have zero shot at the playoffs at this point. But yeah, give me the Colts to win this one. I'm going to say 27 to uh, 16. Yeah, and you could, ju- you could just see T.Y. Hilton, who, by the way, left in the first quarter in that game against Pittsburgh, going off against Darrell Revis because T.Y. Hilton is a big playability, and Revis has been so bad this season, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Jets at the end of the season should really just cut ties with him because he's been that bad. I can't believe I'm saying this. I love Revis and what he's brought to the Jets organization a few years ago being a shutdown corner, but the way he's playing time, he should be let go at the end of the season. But, Tom... That does conclude our picks for week number 13. Thank you 
As always, Tom, my man, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll definitely keep in touch. And good luck with the game on Sunday against Oakland, okay? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. We are going to need every ounce of luck uh, in that game for sure. It's not going to be easy. So any, uh, any superstitious things anyone can do in the meantime, please do them because we're going to need all of them. All right, man. Take care. Thanks again for joining me on the program. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week and all the Week 13 NFL games, which start tomorrow night with Thursday Night Football between the Cowboys and the Vikings. It should be a good one. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy is at Murphy TV. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Block Talk Radio.